For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Your man is out here taking the wave of wire by storm. People are lining up to grab him like toilet paper in the pandemic. But is Xavier Tillman a long-term hold or a one-week wonder? Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan that plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. The last of the major pro sports leagues kick off this week, and Bet Online is your top spot for all your NBA action this season. With MLB postseason, NFL, and college football and NHL in full swing, Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. Get everything NBA at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access for every sport anytime. Head to Bet Online today to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Here are the waiver wire targets you need to focus on for week two of the 2023-24 NBA fantasy basketball season. Xavier Tillman. With Steve Adams out, that opened up a lot of opportunity for this brother to get some run. And he's taken advantage of it. In his first two games, he averaged 34 minutes per game, 15 points per game, 10 rebounds, three assists, and three steals. He also added 1.5 blocks. The thing that really stands out to me here are the steals. I don't know if three steals per game is going to be a a sustainable statistic for him. I don't know if he'll be able to contribute on that level. But the fact that he's getting steals early in the season is a good sign. Now, I do believe he is someone you want to hold right now. However, if you're in a smaller league, let's say six, eight, or even 10 team league, and he's like maybe your worst or second to worst player, you have to be able to cut the cord when necessary. Although I believe he's going to provide tons of value, I don't think it's worth you losing week to week because you don't have a streaming spot. From the Atlanta Hawks, Jalen Johnson. I love this young man. You know, we're here in the ATL area, so we are all about seeing what happens with the Hawks and their young talent. And this young man is the truth. I know it's early in the season, but for me, I I think he passed the eye test. I watched him. I see him. And it's like he is really out here cooking. In his first two games, he averaged 29.5 minutes per game, 16 points per game, eight rebounds per game, y'all, two assists, and 1.5 steals, and he also added one 
block. So I know it's early in the season, but he's only rostered in 11.9% of ESPN leagues and only rostered in 41% of Yahoo leagues. So he's widely available. This is your opportunity to get in on a player that if he can kind of maintain this level of output could lead to you winning your fantasy basketball championship. From the Brooklyn Nets, Cam Thomas. During draft season, this was not the Cam from the Brooklyn Nets that people were talking about. People were talking about Cam Johnson, right? No one was thinking about Cam Thomas. And honestly, last year he had a run where he was going off and doing very similar things, putting up big numbers in a short amount of time. And he's starting off the season this year the same way. Over his first two games, he averaged 29 minutes per game, 30 three points per game, like elite level numbers, five rebounds a game, two assists a game, one steal and half a block a game. So this is the thing about Cam. He is like very streaky. He's going to have these big games. And because it's a very small sample size, people's eyes are very wide. They're like, oh my God, I got to grab him. He's going to save the day. Listen, be easy, right? If he's available, I'm definitely picking I'm picking him up, right? But like I've seen the craziest things out here, yo. Like people are making all kinds of crazy offers surrounding him and right now we need to just treat him as an early season success. If he can sustain this for the next couple of weeks, we can have a different conversation. But until but until then, I would grab him off the waiver wire if he's available and just see how it plays out for this week. From the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart has kind of been up and down early on in his NBA career, right? He's only rostered in 12.8% of ESPN leagues. 64% of Yahoo leagues already snatched him up. And in his first two games, he's averaged 35.5 minutes per game, 14.5 points, 10.5 rebounds, 1.5 assists, and zero steals, a half a block. Listen. We know your man Jalen Duran is there cooking with hot grease, right? Isaiah Stewart, if he gets elbowed, he's going to be running after the person. You know that picture he got when his face is all bloody and stuff, right? I got nothing against Isaiah Stewart. I think for me right now at this point of the season, when I see people have these early spikes, especially when it goes back to the minutes, right? Having Averaging 35.5 minutes per game is a huge indicator in terms of fantasy value, specifically for points leagues, right? So in points leagues, if guys are getting high minutes, that's something you want to pay attention to. So for me, although I don't have faith that he'll, he'll be a long-term hold for the rest of the season, I do believe he has some short-term value, and I guarantee you that he could pitch into you winning this week if you grab him. From the Cleveland Cavaliers, Max Struess. Oh my goodness. I, I, I did not see this coming, y'all. Honestly, like I saw Max Struess in the playoffs last season when he was with Miami, and your man was golden. He had a couple of bad games, cold shooting nights, but he still kept shooting the rock, and I respected that. So I really liked him. And when Cleveland picked him up, I didn't know what to think of it because they kind of have their backcourt in place in terms of Garland and Donovan Mitchell. But he's also playing the three. So I think it's a possibility when Garland is healthy that Max Struess will still be able to maintain some level of value. He's averaging 30, 
38.5 minutes per game, excuse me. 30, he's averaging 38.5 minutes per game, which is huge. And this is just in the first two games of the season. He's averaging 17.5 points, 8.5 rebounds, three assists, 1.5 steals, and one block. He is pitching in in so many different categories. You got to pay attention to that, right? Now, I know what you're going to say. Darius Garland is out. So because he's out and Donovan Mitchell was also out, right, there was opportunity for him. But I think he has standalone value. I don't think his value will depend on someone else's injury status. I believe that Max Struess is someone we want to monitor over the next few weeks, especially when Darius Garland comes back. Will he average 17 and 8? I don't know. But if he can do 15 and 6, average like 28 minutes a game, 25 minutes a game, I think that could be crazy for fantasy. So I'm keeping an eye on Max Struess. He's one of my favorite pickups for this week. From the San Antonio Spurs, Jeremy Sohan. First off, I want to apologize for last episode when I was butchering his name. I was call, calling him Jeremy Sohan. I'll let you know, honestly, I go onto YouTube and get the pronunciation for the for the name. So then I'm watching the game, and they was like, Sohan, Sohan, Sohan. I was like, that's not his name. Y'all messing up. I got mad bougie on them, y'all. I was like, I know these announcers ain't messing up this brother's name. So the more I started hearing people say it, I said, you know what? Let me do, do some further research. So the YouTube video that pronounced his name was like just a YouTube video. But I found a YouTube video with him. And when he introduced himself, he introduced himself as Jeremy Sohan. So for that, I'll raise, I, that's one thing I always say. I'll raise my hand if we have a, a mistake or a discrepancy here. So my apologies for last week. Um, so Jeremy Sohan was a big must add last week in our week one, in our week one show. And he is not disappointing. He averaged 27.5 minutes per game, 13.5 points, 6.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists, 1.5 steals, and zero blocks. He is only rostered in 18.9% of ESPN leagues and only 54% of Yahoo leagues. So he's still out there. Having a person who has um, positional availability for power forward and point guard and could pour in in so many areas, especially when you look at the fact that he's averaging 1.5 steals in his first two games and also chipping in with assists, rebounds, and points. I think He's a valuable asset and could turn into a future unicorn. And just a few bonus waiver wire guys you want to pay attention to in week two. We got Gary Trent Jr., Kevon Looney, Kaminga, Melton, Derek Lively, uh, Alec Burks, uh, Karis LeVert, Cole Anthony, Taylor Horton Tucker. Here are the buy lows and sell highs that you need to pay attention to for week two of the NBA fantasy season. From the Utah Jazz, Walker Kessler. I am high on Walker Kessler. I was high on him all draft season. I'm on the rooftop on my soapbox, like preaching and teaching for people to draft Walker Kessler. Oh, my goodness. 
if you knew what my inbox looked like. I don't believe this, man. How could you do this to me, man? Walker Kessler is trash, man. Come on, man. We in week one. We are literally in week one, approaching week two. Be easy. Now I get it. It's not like he had a decent game. He flopped. Like, I'll raise my hand. If you drafted Walker Kessler because of me, I'll say my bad for week one. But the big thing that we want to do here is not panic. We just did an episode about that. Do not panic early in the season. It's just a couple of games, right? And I would say for people who do not have Walker Kessler on their team, this is a huge opportunity to buy low. So if you got somebody doing something crazy like dropping Walker Kessler, like where they do that at, but I mean, it's happening, right? If you got somebody in your league that's panicking and complaining about Walker Kessler, see if you can send some low, low, like end of the draft type guys over there to see if you can bring him back. Because this, I will guarantee, he will not be this bad. Will he be like Jalen Duran level? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if he's going to get there. But I do believe he will bounce back. I would try to buy low on Walker Kessler. From the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo. Listen. People are scared, right? I did a video about this, about what Dame's, you know, performances early in the season are going to do to Giannis managers. Giannis managers are panicking a little bit. They're like, oh, my God, is he going to be a first-round guy? Some people are concerned. I have no concerns about Giannis, for the record. I think he's going to be okay. I believe Lillard and Giannis can coexist, yin and yang, make it bang, all that good stuff. However... There's a Giannis manager in your league that is shaking in his Timberland boots. And this is your opportunity to see if you can cook up a little trade offer that might be able to land you a first round guy, especially in points leagues, guys. Like if they're panicking, they're like, yo, I I paid first round value for this. Then you could see if you could flip that into an opportunity for you and your squad. So I would go after Giannis in week two in terms of buy lows. From the Cleveland Cavs, Darius Garland. Darius Garland has been injured. He's banged up. And just one thing for my new viewers and new listeners, that when you have players who are consistently injured, like they're going to be out for four to six weeks, whatever it is, like those are people that you can pounce on for buy lows. So we'll have like injury bylaws at the end of every uh, segment that we do like this. But listen, man, Darius Garland has been out. Max Struess is cooking. And also, yo, I'll share a quick story. Somebody in our Discord community asked, should they trade their Darius Garland? Wait for this one. For Cam Thomas. Come on, man. Really? Wait, 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 wait. You want to trade your Darius Garland for Cam Thomas? That's wild, y'all. We got to really start thinking this through as like, listen, we want you to win. So if you are getting trade offers, you got to make sure you share it in the Discord server before you press accept or reject. It's critical, y'all. If we are sending Darius Garland away 
But Cam Thomas? I mean, if you just said Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, and campaign, that would have still been a reject. Come on, man. We can't we can't do that. I don't give a shit sue puppy. I am not moving Garland for Cam Thomas. I don't know how many Cams I said there. I'm, I'm, I'm getting confused myself. Cam Thomas, Cam Johnson, campaign, whatever. At the end of the day, Darius Garland is someone you can send a legit offer for to bring him back to your squad. So if I were you, there's a Garland owner out there, a Garland manager out there, I should say, who is really stressed out and impatient. See if you can take advantage of it and bring Darius Garland back to your squad. Another injury by low, Devin Booker. Devin Booker had a great start to his season, but he's been out a couple games. People might start to panic, think like, oh, it's not going to work. I would add to that that the Phoenix Suns, you might see that happening where, you know, Booker is out, then KD does well. Beal is out, then Booker and KD do well. It might be like, you know what I'm saying, kind of a rotation because it seems like guys are banged up early in the season. Just know that David up. Uh, just know that Devin Booker is still him. Don't question that, right? If you are a Booker manager, don't make any silly decisions. If you have somebody in your league that is panicking, you take advantage of that and you bring him back to the squad and help you get that championship. Now let's talk about some sell highs. Jalen Duran. Oh my goodness, God. Whoa. Oh my God. Like, my mind is blown. Like, I got him on one team. I wish I would have had him on more because I could have grabbed him in so many spots. And I know some of my fantasy analyst brothers were really high on him. And I was kind of like, the late round centers, there are a bunch of them that I really like. But specifically, I really like Kessler. Kessler was my guy. I wish it was Duran right now, especially this week, you know, because Duran is going all the way off. So what does that mean for you? This might be an opportunity if you have him on your team to like trade him to bring back higher value. You might be able to get a bigger name on your squad or even package him in a deal to bring back a first, second, third round type guy. So I believe Duran is having a great start. I question whether or not it's sustainable. Right now in, in his first three games, listen. He's averaging 18 and 15, 18 points a game and 15.3 rebounds. It, it doesn't seem like a sustainable number, right? It doesn't seem like something that he could do for the rest of the season. He might be able to do this for a couple of weeks, have some up and downs. But overall, I do think he's going to be a valuable player. Would I move him now at the height? Like, we don't know if he'll get to 18 and 15 again this season. So if I could flip that now to bring back somebody that I know will, will have sustainable value for the whole season, then that's something that I'll just have to do. My next sell high is Tyrese Maxey. He is having a phenomenal start to his season. We don't know what's going to happen with James Harden. And I always believe in fantasy, like, I'm about low-risk decisions, right? I'm not trying to, like, hey, let me wait and let me see. Will will James Harden get traded? If he gets traded, then, oh, my God, what does that mean for Maxi? Like, you know what I'm going to do? No, 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 no. Maxi is killing right now. I'm about to trade him and bring back a second-round guy. 
or injured. Let me trade him for Booker. Would you give me Booker for Maxi? Oh, Booker's injured. He's injured right now. Let me, yeah, let, give him to me. You got Maxi. Maxi's not injured and he's killing it. That's how I operate. I operate in like, what is the, <laughs> you know, what is the, the, the quickest and safest path to success? So although I think Tyrese, if Harden is, is traded, his value, he might be able to maintain this level of value. But I don't know if that's going to happen. So in week two, I would strongly recommend if you could flip him for a second round guy, you know what I'm saying, a, a Booker or a Donovan Mitchell type, like I would make that move all day, every day, and tomorrow. My next sell high is Damian Lillard. Listen, I, I love Damian Lillard. I think he's rocking right now. I think he's going to be able to continue to pump out this level of value. However, if I could get like Luka or Jokic or Embiid or, or you know, like Jason Tatum, SGA, if I could get one of those guys, package in someone else with um, with Damian as a sweetener for the deal, I'll do that. So, so listen, I think that Giannis and Lillard, like I said earlier, will complement each other and they'll be able to coexist for the rest of the season. But I don't know if Damien's like start is going to look like this for the whole season. So take advantage of it. He's having an early season spike. I would send some offers out. See if you can bring back the first rounder that you actually wanted. Zach Levine. Zach Levine dropped 51 of a night, y'all. Like Zach Levine is not playing. But if you drafted Zach Levine, you didn't take him in the first round. You didn't even take him in the second. So if you could trade him to bring one of those guys that you were targeting in your drafts that maybe you missed out on, this would be a great opportunity. And I don't know, like, in terms of his health, because he's, like, over the last couple of years, he's in, he's out. He's, like, borderline Jimmy Butler territory, right? Borderline Kawhi Leonard territory. Like, ah. So I would say this might be your chance to, early on in the season, bring back um, more value by putting him on the trading block. Now let's open up the Believe in Fantasy Basketball mailbag. The cool thing about this is the question that you have might be asked right here in this mailbag section. So we all think alike. We're going through the same things. We have the same players. This is a great opportunity for you to see some commonly asked questions in our Discord community. This one is from Joel Buck. He says, potential players you can trade Chet for in an ESPN points league. So for Chet Holmgren, like he had a big night the other day, like seven blocks, insane, right? I I literally have him on every single fantasy team that I have right now, with the exception of one. Just one team, I don't have him, and it like it really chaps my hide. I don't believe I said that, but listen, this is the thing about Chet, because he's like a unicorn type player. You could probably get anybody you want. So think about that, Joel. Think about who is it that I want? Do I want Jokic? If you want Jokic, then this is the equation or this is the, you know, the formula. You take Chet Holmgren, Chet Holmgren plus your first rounder equals Jokic and maybe their ninth rounder, something like that could work. So for me, there's not one particular person. It really depends on your team's needs as well as your preference, especially in a points league. You have kind of like, 
you know, room to do what you want to do. You're not looking for like a particular category um, to like increase on. You're looking for like points or you're trying to fill positions in terms of your roster the way it looks. So if you're like looking for a small forward because you only have one, then I'll be looking at somebody, you know what I'm saying, like um, Jason Tatum. You know, if you're looking for a point guard, I'll be looking at somebody like SGA. So shoot for the stars, but just know that you're going to have to work out a formula that would include a couple other pieces to make the deal work. This one is from Salty Walty 285. I love that name. Oh, my God. We might have to do a Believe in Fantasy best name in the Discord. That is good, Salty Walty. Salty Walty says, do we hold players like Pirtle and Kessler even though they are not performing? <laughs> this is a good one. So I spoke a little bit about Kessler. Pirtle is not having the best start. This is common for all of the players that you believed in but they did not perform the way you expected them to. This goes for all of them, not just Pirtle and Kessler. Everyone has somebody on their roster. They're like, man, you know, I knew I shouldn't have took him. I knew I shouldn't have took little daggone Walker Kessler, right? Somebody's out there with a similar issue with a different name. Here's my advice to all of you. Be steadfast. Be patient. You drafted him for a reason. Don't get so caught up in your league mates clowning you, your league mates saying this, that, and the third. Hold your ground like you in the front row of a Wu-Tang Clan concert when they start, when Method Man starts stage diving. Firm, steadfast. So I'm holding until it becomes habitual and chronic, right? So if I'm in week five, and Walker Kessler is averaging five and five, then I got to make a change. And that's okay if you have to do it then. But you don't do it in week one. This one is from Kevin Ramsey. He says, how do you value a player like Ja or Bridges who are out for a set number of games? Since you can't get them in your IR, you have to leave them on your bench, which decreases your chances of winning those weeks. Mm, Kevin, Kevin, this is good. Like, I'm so glad you asked this question. When I saw it, I was like, we got to talk about this on the show. So I appreciate the question. So in all seriousness, right? There was a time during the draft season, especially on ESPN leagues. Most ESPN leagues are, are going through this challenge, right? Where your suspended players, you were able to put them on your IR. I believe it, on Yahoo, it's different on the IL Plus. But for ESPN uh, managers specifically, many of you are going through this challenge. So for Miles Bridges, I'll say this. We don't know if he's coming back, y'all. We don't know if he coming back, y'all. So in these situations, when you're trying to win week to week, especially if you lose week one and you're like down in week two and you're struggling because you got this roster spot that you can't do anything with, it's time to take the top off. Boobies is out. Hair blowing in the wind. Convertible. You got to drop him, Miles Bridges specifically, because we don't know if he's coming back. 
Now, John Morant is a different story. John Morant is a whole different story, especially, you know, if you're in a points league, like, man, you got to hold tight. Now, if it gets to a point where, let's say, week one, you take a L, week two, you take a L, week three, take a L. If you go, if you start 0-3, you don't drop John Morant. You try to trade John Morant and see if you could salvage any value from that draft pick. But you do not drop John Morant. That's one thing I would not recommend. So if you start out strong and you 3-0, you steadfast and you keep playing the waiver, the waiver wire with that other streaming spot that you have. And you work around, you work around it, right? But if you're losing, you have to just make a trade because your season might explode in your face if you go 0-3 holding on to John Morant. That would be my recommendation. This one is for 49. He says, which side of this trade in a sleeper lock-in league, Embiid or Laurie, Cade, and Sharp? Wow. So that's a lot for Embiid. I, I like the Laurie, Cade, and Sharp side, A, because I'm huge, big, like I'm all about Cade Cunningham. Moda, Cade, Grenade, Cade. Like I love Cade Cunningham. Laurie, I'm not so high on, but he's super valuable. And then with the recent news about Anthony Simons being out, I think he's going to be out four to six weeks. Shaden Sharp is like, his value is going up. So for me, I take the Laurie, Cade, and Sharp side. And for the MB, you know, manager, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're getting that kind of depth, you lose your first rounder. But that kind of depth, I don't know if I could say no to that. This one is from Rice Crop. He says, maybe the types of players you should pick up or when to and when to. This one is from Rice Crop. He wants to know when and when not to start players in sleeper lock-in mode. First off, I want to say I'm so excited that we're getting more and more questions about sleeper lock-in mode. As you guys know, I'm all about su supporting every type of fantasy player wherever you are, whatever platform you're on, whatever league type you're in, whatever league size. So I love that we're getting more and more sleeper lock-in questions. For this one, I have a pretty simple strategy that I like to use and recommend to people. And really, it goes like this. It depends on what your player's projected output is, right? So if, let's say, a player like Mobley is projected to do 25 points on Monday, on Wednesday, he's projected to do 28, and on Friday, he's projected to do 25 again. So 25, 28, and 25. What I would do is I would let him play that first game. If he go exceeds that by, let's say, 10 points, he does 35, I would consider just locking that in just to be safe, right? Because it's early on in the week and you want to get, you want to start off the week right. So let's say he does the 25 on a Monday. I might hold. So let's say Wednesday comes, he's projected to do 28, but he does, let's say, 30. It's just a few points above what he's projected to do, but because he only has one game left, I might just take the 30, right? I'm, I'm going to take the 30. The one caveat to that is if you're behind. So let's say by Wednesday, I'm down by like my, 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 um, you know, my opposition, he already like 
is up 150 points on me by Wednesday, then I might swing for the fences. I might say, you know what? I'm going to let him play that Friday because I need to get 40 from him to win. So that's what I kind of like to do is really take the wins early if I can. And midweek, if I'm down, I might swing for the fences. Also, we're creating some videos around uh, lock-in mode. So pay attention to that, and hopefully those will be helpful for you. This one is from Kristner. He says, is streaming necessary in a 10-man points league with three bench spots since all of your players are pretty solid? That's a great question. Is it necessary? For me, it's not. It, it depends on your league mates, right? So if your league mates are not streaming, it's not necessary, right? If no one's streaming, you could be like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't have time to stream. I got to go watch Robin's videos and see which players like have the most minutes. Like, it's just too much work. I don't want to do that, right? It's a casual league, guys. It's just our work. Like, this is our work community. Like, these are my, me and my coworkers, right? No big deal. However, I'm trying to kick they back in. I'm trying to put my foot on they freaking neck. I'm not out here like willy-nilly in any league I'm in. In my league with my homies, in my league with my former co-workers, in my league with, you know, people who are putting big money on the line, whatever it is. I'm trying to put my, my foot on their neck. So is it necessary? Is it necessary? If you want to win, it's necessary. I'm not taking any risks. So if nobody in my league is streaming, easy chip. You stream, you get that chip. But now that you're prepared to dominate week two, make sure you check out our episode about early season do's and don'ts. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at believeinfantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was brought to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.